The Blevins Franks Report with Rob Kay of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. It's that time here on Riviera Radio where we talk to Rob Kay from Blevins Franks. Good morning, Rob. How are you? I'm very well, Howard. Thank you. Yourself? I am indeed. Well, last week we discussed the importance of understanding tax residency. But most weeks we refer to tax and allowances, which requires a basic level of tax knowledge. So over the next few weeks, I suggest we delve into the dark art of tax. And you can explain to us, in layman's terms, what we should know and what would be helpful to understand. However, before we open Pandora's tax box, what caught your eye in the news this past week? Well, Howard, after the listener's response to what I described as my old man rant last week, I'll keep this week's observations to facts, not opinions. UK inflation exceeded 10% in July, and those dramatic cost increases threaten our standard of living. So a good place to start is to highlight some tax breaks and incentives that are not are just not being used at the moment. Tax systems have become more and more complex over the years, which makes navigating and being aware of those tax breaks and allowances we're entitled to more and more difficult which could be, could be the difference between surviving these price increases or actually going into debt. Governments around the world are making more and more changes to their tax systems and unveiling new schemes to help households, but unfortunately, they don't put a similar effort into publicising tax breaks and the additional support that is available, which could make lots of households far better off and more able to manage the current cost, cost of living crunch. In the UK, during the last financial year, 500,000 UK families used tax-free childcare accounts to get up to £2,000 per child off their childcare costs. However, there are still almost 800,000 families who are eligible for the scheme but just aren't using it. The average UK family has 1.9 children, which means £3 billion of free money is actually going unclaimed. UK marriage allowance can be used by married couples where one partner is earning less than £12,500 a year and the other earns less than £50,000 a year. The allowance is only worth £252 a year, but an allowance can be backdated, so some couples could actually claim £1,242, a windfall, but to actually get that, you need to actively claim the marriage allowance. It's just not automatically given. These are just two examples of UK allowances that are misunderstood and therefore frequently remain unclaimed. Maybe over the next few weeks we can uncover a few French examples that our listeners can use as we discuss French taxes and allowances. Now, this week, turning to France, the French Parliament ratified a bill which removes the requirement to have a TV licence, which will save 23 million households in metropolitan France €138 a year. The licence fee used to raise 3.7 billion euros and it funded French TV and radio stations and that funding will now be supplied by, by VAT payments or TVA. Most people in France paid their TV licences when they paid their tax habitation bills. This year you will have nothing to pay and if you pay by monthly instalments you're entitled to a refund and you should receive a bank transfer from the GDFIP early in September. This week it was reported that France has the highest number of private jet movements in Europe, with many of their super-rich owners getting to the Riviera. Now, Transport Minister Clément Bourne said he was ready to act to regulate private jet flights because they are becoming the symbol of a two-speed effort to fight climate change. France's Green Party said that the time had come to ban all private jets, 
while a spokesperson for the Transport Ministry insisted an outright ban was not on the cards because business aviation is an important economic activity in France. Earlier this year, France banned domestic flights for commercial carriers when the journey can be done by train in less than two and a half hours. Unfortunately, however, this rule does not apply to private jet flights. Interesting. So, Rob, what are the basics of French income tax? <laughs> well, let's start with the fact that there are three forms of tax which are applied to income. Income tax at scale rate is applied to earned income, which includes rental income and pension income, up to a maximum rate of 45%. Social charges now generate more revenue for the French government than income tax, and individuals pay 8% on earnings, 17.2% on investment income and gains, and 9.1% on pensions. In his first budget after Emmanuel Macron became the president, he introduced a new taxation system for investment income and investment gains. Investment income is now taxed under a fixed rate tax system. The fixed rate taxation rate of 30% is applied, which includes the 17.2% social charge and a tax element of 12.8. This new system applies to more types of investments, and it's a massive improvement on what applied previously. Before Macron replaced Hollande, investment income and investment gains were taxed at your highest marginal income tax rate plus the 17.2% social charge. High-rate income taxpayers therefore paid a whacking 62% tax and social charge liability on their investment gains and income. You mentioned income tax is applied at scaled rates and that the highest rate is 45%. Can you explain on that a little more? Yeah, France's equivalent to the UK individual personal allowances is actually a zero-rated tranche of income, which means no income tax is paid on approximately the first €10,000 of income. As you said, Howard, income tax rates then gradually increase on a scaled rate system. Once you pass the €10,000 threshold, tax is then paid at 11% on the next 15000 From €25,000, uh, the next 48,000 is taxed at 30%, and then from 73,000, the next 84 is taxed at 41%. Above 158,000 euros, the 45% highest rate of income tax is then applied. Now, if you compare that to the situation that uh, French households face and the rates that are applied in the UK, they actually compare really, really well. In the UK, everyone enjoys a personal allowance, so you can earn £12,500 before you start paying income tax. The next 37,500 is taxed at 20%, but once your, once your income exceeds £50,000, income tax is paid at 40%, which is about €14,000 lower than when the tax rate hits that level in France. When your income exceeds £150,000, the excess then incurs a tax hit of 45%. Can you explain the part system? Because it can have a big impact on how much tax we pay, can't it? Oh, it, it, it makes a tremendous difference. The part system is, is the biggest differentiator between the UK income tax system and the French income tax system. In the UK, tax is assessed on an individual basis, whereas in France, tax is, is assessed on the total income of the household. This household assessment system avoids the highest rates of tax where there is a high income and then more than one household member. Each family member is allocated what is known as a part famille. The total household income is then divided by the number of household parts. That income tax scale rates are then applied to this lower figure. 
Having calculated the income tax that is due on just one part, that amount or figure is multiplied by the number of household parts to give the overall income tax bill. A married or packed couple's income would be divided by two parts, with an additional half part for each of the first and second child, then a whole part for the third and any subsequent children. A married couple with four children, the family would therefore be entitled to five parts. This calculation also applies to other categories of dependent persons, such as sick or disabled members of the family, who are dependent on the married couple. Unfortunately, a single person without any dependents is only entitled to one part. Strictly speaking, the 45% income tax rate is not the highest rate of tax that can be applied to income, is it? That's quite correct, sir, but, we're, but if, to be honest with you, we're probably straying a little way beyond what you described at the outset as a basic understanding of taxation. If you're single and your income exceeds €250,000, the excess will incur an additional 3% tax. And if your income exceeds 500000 your tax bill will have an additional 4% top on top of your income tax. So combined with your income tax, you will actually be paying 49%. This is actually another example of how the part system can significantly benefit couples because the additional 3% tax does not become payable until your household income exceeds half a million and the 4% isn't payable until your household income exceeds 1 million euros. Can you explain in single terms French social charges? <laughs> um, French social charges in simple terms. I'm not sure that's entirely possible, but I'll give it a go. Um, I think I said earlier, social charges now raise more revenue for the French government than income tax. So as you will understand, it's a big deal for the French revenue stream, especially now when they're desperate to balance the books. Social charges are paid in addition to the scaled or fixed rates of income tax as we discussed earlier. Pension income that's retirement or disability pensions, are liable to a fixed rate social charge of 9.1%. But importantly, for many of our listeners, pension social charges are only payable if you're subject to the French healthcare system, which effectively means you've paid into the French health system while you're working. As you would expect, social charges are payable on earned income if you're subject, again, to the French healthcare system at a rate of 8%. For most people, the 8% is discounted because social charges are only applied to 98.25% of earned income. The reason for the discount is you get a deduction of 1.75% for what they describe as expenses. Once your income exceeds four times the social security threshold, which is currently about €164,000, you pay the 8% social charge on 100% of your income. Now, unearned income, such as rental and investment income, including capital gains, now attracts a social charge of 17.2% on the net taxable amount. Over the past 10 years, this element has more than doubled, which should send a really strong message to everyone listening. Investment social charges generate a serious amount of revenue for the French government, so you really need to be really, really careful you pay what you need to, but not a penny or euro cent more. We should also highlight at this point that social charges are payable on investment income if you're a French resident, but they're also payable by non-residents on French rental income and importantly, capital gains when you come to sell your French property. If you're not a French resident you and you're, you're let's say, a UK resident, a Dutch resident, or for that matter, any country, but you have a French property and you rent it out, you have an obligation to declare your French sourced income to the FISC and pay income tax and social charges. 
I would also point out, declaring your French income in France doesn't absolve you from also declaring it where you are actually a tax resident. Individuals covered under the health system of another EU or EA country and UK nationals living in France who benefit from having a Form S1 are not subject to certain social charges. So rather than pay 17.2% investment social charge, they pay what is known as the Prélèvement Solidarité, which is applied at a fixed rate of 7.5% rather than 17.2%. Having an S1 also exempts French residents or French resident UK nationals from paying the 9.1% pension social charge because they're actually not a burden on the French social security system. Quite a few listeners will be in receipt of UK pensions income. How are they taxed in France? Um, to be truthful, UK pensions are a nightmare for the French authorities because there are so many different versions. Under French domestic law, retirement pensions, disability pensions, child support and alimony are taxed in a similar manner to salaries. The main difference with pension receipts is the tax amount um, or the taxable amount that you receive benefits from a 10% deduction up to 38580 Above that level, tax is payable on the whole amount received. Now, despite what many people think, UK state retirement pensions are always paid gross from the UK. So if you're a French tax resident, they are taxable in France. If you're receiving payments from personal pensions or company pensions, they will initially have tax withheld at source by your UK provider. But they are taxable in France, so when you declare that income, you will get a French tax demand. Now, if you're not careful, you'll find yourself paying tax twice. I can't begin to tell you how many people I've met over the years who don't realise what they receive from their UK pension provider has already had tax deducted at source, so they end up paying tax twice. What you need to do is once you've declared your UK pension income to the French tax authorities, you then need to complete and submit a form to those authorities which is known as the France Individual Form. The French tax authorities will then certify the form, confirming those UK pension receipts have been declared to them. That form is then sent to HMRC in the UK, and they will refund all the tax that has been deducted from the point you left the UK and arrived in France. They will also instruct your UK pension provider to pay your future pension payments gross going forward. The only exception to UK pension income being taxable in France is UK government service pension. They remain liable to UK income tax wherever the recipient is living in the world. For a French resident, that's not too onerous because the UK and France have a double tax treaty, so you won't pay income tax twice. You'll actually get a tax credit from the French tax authorities for the tax paid in the UK. As interest rates rise, annuities are once again becoming more appealing. How are they taxed in France? Yeah, I mean, for the first time in a long time, it's probably due to interest rates rising as well, they're now considering annuities because they, they, they can offer you a guaranteed income for life. They're also quite interesting from a French tax perspective because France taxes them as they would French contracts called rente viagier. In quite simple terms, when you buy an annuity, you transfer part of your property in compensation for future income, which will subsequently gradually be received. Because you've given away capital in, in exchange for a gradual income, the French tax authorities discount the amount that is liable to income tax. So, if you're below 50 when the annuity payment kicks in, only 70% of your receipt is liable to tax. If you're between 50 and 59, then only 50% is taxable. Between 60 and 69, 
the amount that's taxable reduces to 40%. If you start to receive an annuity payment after you pass your 70th birthday, you'll only pay tax on 30% of what you actually receive. So finally, Rob, I hope we've helped our listeners to better understand income tax. But in your opinion, what is the main message listeners should take away? Um, Howard, in truth, I would, I would suggest that we've only peeled away a couple of layers of the, the French tax onion, so to speak. I hope, as you say, we've helped people rather than confused people to better understand the basics. But that's all we've done. Tax is complicated. It is and it always has been designed to be that way. It might sound a little flippant to use the words game and tax in the same sentence, but in truth, that is what it is. Tax authorities around the world continually evolve their taxes and come up with new taxes to separate us from our hard-earned income, savings and assets. And if we want to play the game, we need to be aware of what's changed or what's changing. I have no doubt there are people listening who are thinking, but I don't want to play the game. I can't be bothered. I don't have the time or the inclination. What I would say to you is that that is exactly what the taxman wants. It's now 18 years since Ronald Reagan died, but he uttered, in my opinion, one of the best financial quotes of all time. Inflation is as violent as a mugger, it's frightening as an armed robber, and it's as deadly as a hitman. We're all in the eye of the biggest inflation storm of the last 50 years, and if we combine inflation with burying our heads in the sand about our taxes, our assets and wealth will without doubt be hit with this financial double whammy. We shouldn't hesitate. You owe it to yourself and to your family to do whatever you can to avoid this double attack of tax and inflation, taking a very big bite out of your finances. So if you'd like to discuss your individual situation with one of our local Blevins Franks partners to understand what you can do to avoid or minimise these attacks, simply contact our Velbon office. The telephone number there is 0493 001780 that's 0493-001780 or if our Monaco office is more convenient for you you can call our Monaco office to arrange a meeting with one of our Monaco best partners our telephone number here in Monaco is 97775574 that's 97775574 and anyone can also contact us via the website which is www.blevinstrikes.com now after lifting the lid on income tax, Howard, I suggest next week we focus our attention on capital gains tax. Good idea. I'll look forward to that next Sunday. Thanks very much, Howard. Have a good week. The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this programme, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493001780 or riviera at blevinsfranks.com. Are you buying, selling or downsizing property? Talk to Blevins Franks about the tax implications. Besides capital gains and income tax, France imposes a wealth tax on real estate and you need to plan ahead for succession tax. When moving country, are you better off selling as a French or UK resident? Blevins Franks offers expert advice and tax and estate planning solutions. Call 0493001780 or visit blevinsfranks.com.